Welcome to the Start Something Show. Join world-renowned experts, change agents, and everyday folks who have done the amazing. All here to help you start something incredible. Now it's time to step out, live your perfect day, and create a legacy with your host, Tina Dietz. Hello, my super starters. This is Tina Dietz. Welcome to this episode of the Start Something Show. I am welcoming Lisa Mannion to the show a little later today. She's the creator of the new marketing and copywriting model for success so we can do away with those crappy old copywriting tactics that poke at people's pain points and manipulate emotions because they suck. So <laughs> we don't need any of that. I uh, look forward to talking with her later in the show. But before we get to that, guess what? It's time for our super starter of the month. Dun, 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 dun. I love sharing success stories of people who have put in the work and the blood, sweat, and tears to make their dream business and dream lives come true. And one of my favorite couple of people in the whole world I am featuring today as the super starters of the month, and that is Kelly and Mo, the owners of Fairy Cakes, Cupcakes. This is a Buffalo, New York-based cupcakery, and Kelly and Mo, which makes them so wonderful, is they've been friends since high school. They started doing cupcake catering, and the word of mouth just got so out of control that they decided to start a storefront, and that's where I ended up meeting them and falling so in love with what they were doing. They were using their family recipes for cupcakes, things that were from scratch, delicious buttercreams, luscious things, and creating larger-than-usual cupcakes, not these little wimpy cupcakes, but the big ones that were robust and making wonderful flavors. But you got to sell a lot of cupcakes in order to pay your bills and a storefront. So they were brilliant, and they went ahead and took some advice to create multiple streams of income for their cupcake business, Bet you didn't even know you could do that. So not only were they selling out of their storefront and they were doing catering and weddings, but they were also hosting birthday parties and they were doing corporate catering as well. Because, wow, you know, when a huge law firm has a business employee appreciation day, they want 400 cupcakes individually packaged with laser die cut tags. That is is how you have a robust business in the cupcake world. So congratulations to Fairy Cakes for kicking ass, taking names, having a great product, and being so much fun to be around at the same time. You guys are the total package, and I'm thrilled to feature you as our super starters of the month. And guess what, guys? They ship. So go to fairycakesbuffalo.com, check out their flavor selection, and oh, they have pies too, and cookies. It's just ridiculous. I miss them. Send me cupcakes. I love you. Okay, fairycakesbuffalo.com to connect with Fairy Cakes, and congratulations on being our superstarter of the month. If you'd like to nominate a superstarter of the month, they don't have to be my clients. Join us at thestartsomethingshow.com. Go to the Contact Us page and shoot us an email with who you want to nominate to be the Superstarter of the Month and why, and we'll send you some cool stuff in the mail if we feature you and choose you to be our Superstarter of the Month on the show. All right, let's get on to our guest. 
Okay, Superstarters, we're on to the main course of the show for today, and I'm really happy to welcome Lisa Mannion. Lisa Mannion is the business marketing architect, and she's the creator of the new marketing and copywriting model for success, a simple three-step challenge, solution, invitation formula to create marketing messages with integrity. Lisa's work has been featured in Inc. Magazine and in the number one best-selling books, Wonder Women and Engage, along with a few others. And she was the recipient of the People's Choice Award at the 29th Annual California Women's Conference. She's with us today to talk with me about how we don't need to use those old school copywriting tactics that poke at pain points and manipulate emotions. Yay! So you can get Lisa's free copywriting action plan on her award-winning blog at writeoncreative, that's right with a W, dot com. Lisa, thank you for starting something with me today. Tina, I am delighted to be here. I have been connected with you for many years and love mm-hmm. what you're doing and how you're being of service to people who are starting something. Absolutely. Well, we, you know, we had some requests for, you know, a show about copywriting and I said, well, duh. I'll call Lisa. <laughs> and here I am. And delighted to be here. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Check. Okay. Very good. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right in. And like we always do, I want you to take us back to when you were getting started. When did you know you wanted to change your life and start something? Gosh, that's such a grand question. I'm going to really just start with the birth of writeoncreative.com because that I think is when I truly chose to start something. And although I'd been drawn to the written word and worked throughout different mediums throughout my entire life, advertising agencies, radio stations, and all of that jazz, the reason that I decided to create Write On Creative and the reason that it was born was because I wanted to do something on my own terms. And I was tired of lining other people's pockets and not focusing on what I was most passionate about, which truly is writing, because I believe that's the heart and and the core of everything that you do. You know, it, it really encapsulates everything. So I would say it's when I chose to resign from the premier advertising agency that I was working for and loved the experience there. It was great, but I just wanted something different. And so I decided to start right on creative.com. And I actually took a job in an unrelated field for several years while I built my business. Because when you're starting something new, I don't always recommend just jumping in and trying to get it all done before you have that solid foundation in place. And the other reason that I took a job in an unrelated field to build what I really wanted to do was because I was bound by a non-compete in my local Uh market. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you took what we call a bridge job. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. What I did was, you know, most people would see that non-compete as an obstacle and I viewed it as an opportunity because while I was working that part-time bridge position, I was able to invest in studying and working with and mentoring with some of the top copywriters and direct response internet marketers in the industry. So I decided, okay, I've got a local non-compete. Let's just go global. Nice. Well, yeah, if you can't do it locally, (laughs) step over, go big. That's fabulous. I love that. That's really cool. Now, I got to ask you, though, a question I get from a lot of people, because I usually when I'm working with folks who are wanting to transition from a nine to five into their own business, I too recommend, you know, a more gradual process, although it 
really speeds up once you're clear on what you're doing. I would, I'm sure you would agree. And so what did you feel like you had to have in place for your own personal sense of groundedness or even safety to be able to take those steps? Well, it was really twofold for me coming from the advertising agency arena. I'm kind of a brand snob in a sense where Mm -hmm. I, I understand (laughs) that the foundation is really, really important. And so I often say that image is everything. And I believe that that's true even in our digital world. And I believe in building a solid brand that lasts and that continues to accrue brand equity and brand integrity. So instead of blowing up my business every few years to try something else, I wanted to create a longstanding brand that I knew would have legs, you know, now almost 12 years old, it does. So having that in place, having all of the business, I call it busy work in place, making sure that my business was set up for me as as an LLC, it would be really dependent on your strategy, how you wanted to do that, making sure that my logo was in place, getting a really strong website in place. Now, I'm not saying you have to have all of those things, but my experience in the advertising arena and having over, you know, well, a lot of years at that time under my belt meant that I knew what needed to be in place to really build that strong brand. So that was one piece of it. And the other piece of it was I wanted to get some kind of ongoing paying clients so that I could support myself. Now, that sort of happened as planned. And in fact, I wasn't fully ready to jump into full-time work in my own business. But I don't know cir- if any of us really ever are. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like circum- having a child. Yeah, you know? so it's circum- like, you think you're ready. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So circumstances kind of dictated that. And I say it was when I decided to free fall into full-time freelancing. And, you know, you get very creative and resourceful. And when you don't have any other income coming in, you quickly learn to create it. That's uh, that's what we call hustle, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You're going to do it. You're going to do it. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, then kind of bouncing off of that one, we always want to make sure that we're, we're demystifying failure here at the Start Something show. And Everybody that I have on these incredibly successful people have just had, you know, insane things that they've had to to deal with and overcome and all of that, and some less so. But what have been some of the bumps in the road that you have had to overcome? Well, you know, when I was just starting out, there were quite a few. I actually ended up having a hand surgery on my right hand, which is my dominant hand, and not one, but two in one year, which is a little difficult for typing, but I was extremely determined. So I started using Dragon Naturally Speaking, and I would speak and dictate my projects for my clients at that time. So that was a pretty big road bump. And I guess it really just illustrates how passionate I was about what I wanted to do and create. And so having my hand in a cast and not being able to use it was not an excuse. Wow. That's a serious problem solving there. Thank goodness for for voice recognition, right? I know. And I wonder why I don't use it anymore because I don't have to, but it's so funny because it probably would be helpful. Maybe I should revisit that. I hadn't thought about that for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I use it a lot because I tend to prefer to to speak rather than to write. And also, you know, being Italian, I'm using my hand so much when I'm talking anyway, there's no way I could write at the same time. I'd fling a pen across the room like a ninja. I love that. (laughs) But yeah, 
I, to capture ideas, I find that it's really useful, especially when uh, I have an assistant helping me with the outsourcing on that side of things. And you do a lot of speaking, public speaking and uh, speeches and keynotes and all of that kind of work. So I would imagine that uh, that could come in handy in, in that capacity as well. I think it really could. Yeah. And I need to give that give that some more thought. And yeah, I do focus on what I call business marketing breakthrough sessions, which are kind of a hybrid speaking model that's part presentation and then part required interaction because I actually do many hot seats in the process and make sure that people are transformed and address their biggest challenges with their marketing message and their marketing strategy. I love that. It's so much more useful in those sessions to be able to work with people one-on-one and give them the experience of the work right there and then rather than talking at them and giving them, you know, a big presentation and all that. Cause we, you know, we only retain 10%. Exactly. Know? And the transformation is really where it's at. And when one person is brave enough to share their challenge, that challenge is often applicable to a majority of the room. And if it's not their very same specific challenge, the solutions that I provide will help transform anyone that's listening. So it's really beautiful in that way too. That's very cool. Well, let's dig into a little bit of your copywriting model for success because I love it. And <laughs> but I do not love this whole concept of, you know, slimy selling that all of us have to deal with. And you and I both work with folks who are very heart-centered, very focused on character and integrity and making a difference in the world. So that kind of poke at the pain points and let's manipulate people, it really is not in alignment with people's brands. How did you come up with it? Well, you know, you kind of hit on it by just explaining what's turning people off. That's how I came to realize that a big change needed to happen. And I was studying with some of the very best copywriting and marketing gurus out there. And every single one of them were teaching and still are teaching the problem agitate and solve approach where you identify the problems and you, you poke at those pain points and agitate them and kind of manipulate the sale. And then later it, it actually can perpetuate buyer's remorse. And how I developed my system is first of all, it felt pretty creepy to me, that whole process. And I kept really questioning myself and thinking, why am I so triggered by this when all of these experts are teaching it, you know, thinking like, what's wrong with me? And who am I to share this? And I realized, you know what, no one else is speaking up. I don't really have a choice. And what I know is I listen deeply to my ideal clients and they were coming to me, hundreds upon hundreds of people with the same exact challenge saying, Lisa, we've identified these pain points We've put them in our content and our clients are not responding. They're not converting. And I would just simply step back and ask them a question. Well, does that approach feel good to you? And they'd say, well, no, it really doesn't. And I said, well, here's the problem. You're trying to create your marketing messages based on a broken formula that in no way aligns with your values or the values of the people that you want to play with. So naturally, there's going to be a disconnect. Exactly. And I think a lot of that was a holdover from the the world of selling simple products because a problem and an agitate and a solution, you're not going to feel that much pain when you're talking about car wax. Right. right. You're not, it, you can only manipulate somebody so much around a product like that. But when you're talking about changing somebody's life and enrolling and registering them into something like a year-long coaching program or, you know, a podcasting program or something that somebody's going to invest thousands of dollars in, which, you know, many of these running sales pages and, and things like that do. I mean, it's just 
I've, I've come away from some of those sales pages feeling like I needed a cocktail. Well, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny that you say that because the only time I've ever been agitated and bought anything was, you know, wine or chocolate, but it had nothing to do with advertising. <laughs> well, see, there you go. <laughs> right. So it's interesting because what I ask people to do is to focus on the passion points instead of the pain points. And there's a very distinct difference. And I'll use relationship coaching as a quick example. Oftentimes, when people are using the pain point driven approach, they'll be painting a very vivid picture of how horrible your life is uh, as a single person and how lonely you must be and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Those people who are feeling that already know it and to add to that and to agitate it doesn't really seem to be of service, especially if, oh, I don't know, you're a relationship coach and supposed to be building relationships. So Instead, what I'm finding clients of mine are getting better results with is focusing on those passion points and what does that picture look like once people have experienced the product or the service or the coaching and it, it means that they're happier and they're more fulfilled and there's all of these great things that are coming to fruition and so it's a shift in energy, it's a shift in mindset and it will attract more ideal clients because quite honestly, the people who are really going to respond to the, the their pain points being poked might not be your ideal client for a lot of reasons. No kidding. I want to illustrate this a little bit for the audience because, you know, a lot of folks, they're, you know, they're not writers, they're not copywriters, but yet they get a lot of sales messages thrown at them. So what I'm coming away from, I'm going to use the relationship coach example, and you tell me if, if uh, this captures it or not. So the old model might be something like, is your marriage in trouble? Do you find yourself going to bed alone at night wondering what you're going to find the next day? Do you feel depressed, agitated, and anxious? So that might be the old model, where a new yes. model might be something like, would you love to have a, a deeper connection with your partner? What would it be like for you to know that the person you love, you were confident that you were in it for the long haul and your intimacy was only going to get deeper? Is this kind of what we're going for here? That's exactly right. Okay, you know, you're great. spot on. Okay, cool. I have a deep and abiding love of infomercials, so I love riffing on these sort of things. So. <laughs> Here's the interesting thing. I think some of the old school techniques definitely worked, but on different, you know, different kind of products. And a lot of what I'm finding is that the service oriented offerings, the coaching, the consulting and things like that, they're a much deeper and more complex animal. And so it requires building relationships. And, you know, again, you can't build a relationship on a broken formula. And if you really want to build relationships, you want them to be solid and true, not I don't ever want to work with someone who feels like they've been manipulated into working with me. In fact, that just doesn't happen. I was having a conversation with someone last week and he was asking me, well, you know, where are your clients coming from? And I say, well, a majority of them are actually from preferred client referrals who just send people my way because they love doing business with me. And he's, and we got into the subject of overcoming objections. And I said, I don't overcome objections. If someone is objecting to working with me, they probably shouldn't be working with me. And I bless them and send them on their way. I'm not going to ever talk anyone into doing business with me because it just doesn't feel right. And it has to be an absolute yes for me to play. Yes, I could not agree more. You know, if you're deciding between two brands of tuna, it's one thing. If you're talking about changing your life, it's a totally different animal. If you're not a yes, it's not a good fit. 
Exactly. You know? And how yeah. could people feel good about that? I mean, don't you want to enjoy the work you're doing? And, and to do that, you have to be working with people who truly are your ideal clients. So the days of chasing those not so ideal clients and accepting any client that you can get just to make a profit are really falling to the wayside, especially with the highly evolved conscious people that we're playing with. Exactly. Exactly. So I would love for you, is there a favorite moment, a little storytelling here, is there a favorite moment in your business that you could share with us? One of your favorite moments or one of your favorite moments that your client had, of course, we'll change the names to protect the innocent, as it were. Well, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So first of all, it is actually all about a client who's not even really a client. And here's what I mean by that. I was blessed to be connected with a woman actually via the Evolutionary Business Council, which both of us are involved in, but we were on a collaboration call and there was a woman on the call who shared this during the call and almost made me cry. Actually, she isn't a client, but she got really great results from just reading an article that highlighted my challenge, solution, and invitation formula. So as the story goes, she had invested in top salespeople who are teaching a different approach to sales and that wasn't really working. And she had invested thousands upon thousands of dollars in this work for the prior year. She read my article that overviewed the challenge, solution, and invitation formula and how you can just naturally build relationships. She applied it to two of her live events and got better results than she had to date. And so she shared that story with me. And I was just so moved that my philosophies were helping people who haven't even invested in working with me. And I'm totally fine with that. Other people said, oh, you need to learn how to capitalize on that. I'm like, no, I don't. Because if she really wanted to work with me, guess who she's going to think of first? Me. Because she already had results just from information I shared that was free. That's just glorious. I love stories like that. It just you know, restores my faith in humanity. <laughs> Me too. And honestly, I seriously almost started crying. I don't know if I was leading the call that day or if I was just present on the call, but I thought that is so beautiful because we don't always know who we're touching. And that's a really key thing to be aware of, especially as we become more visible and we spread our reach and influence you know, throughout different social media channels, our electronic newsletter, whatever it might be, being featured in magazines and all of these other things, people are going to read our information. They're going to hear our information on interviews like this, and it's going to make an impact. And the beauty in that impact is actually when you get to hear it and have it mirrored back. Yeah. I'm just kind of marinating in that for a moment because it's just beautiful. I love it. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, it made my day. I mean, I have I, client result stories too, but honestly, the one that touched me the most was someone getting great results when they really needed them. Exactly. You know, because you have an award-winning blog, you have a ton of content on it, you have lots and lots of articles on it. And I think that, you know, well, what a lot of people don't realize is that all of this content that's out there, the podcast, the blog posts, all of that, a lot of times, you know, heartfelt entrepreneurs like you are giving away some of their best bits. Because we want people to be successful. We want people to have what they want. And I think that because sometimes that it's free, people think, oh, well, there's got to be more to it. And there is more to it in terms of being held accountable and making it personal and, and working with someone who's going to help draw out the best in you. But in terms of getting started, a lot of this free information is a really good place to start experimenting and, and finding out, you know, is this for you? Is this a direction you you want to go in? So, and I remember uh, one of the things I loved was some of your writing on press releases. 
Oh, yeah. That's so much fun. I love press releases. Yeah. Could you demystify that a little bit for someone who isn't familiar with using press releases? Absolutely. Well, press releases are a fantastic way to get your news out in front of the media to get free leverage publicity in various publications and media outlets. And so the cool thing about press releases is they're really based on news and news by definition is previously unknown information. So as soon as you do something new, you can use a press release to leverage that in the media. And I can give just a quick example. Many years ago, when I was still living in Idaho, I went through a copywriting course through Glazer Kennedy, and I became the first certified creating copy that sells copywriter in the state of Idaho. And I knew how important it is to leverage PR. So I verified the fact with certification organization, found out that it was true, crafted a press release talking about that, sent it out to local media and also online. I ended up getting new business from it. Glazer Kennedy inserted it as a direct mail insert to sell their course. So I got business from that. And I think that was what led to an interview in the Idaho Business Journal, I believe. Oh, what a wonderful opportunity to just create some fantastic publicity. Well, exactly. And the thing I think that people got tripped up on around publicity is, is, especially for women, we've been taught to be humble and not to brag. And I'm just saying and inviting you to you know, beat your own drum. Seriously, if you don't tell people what you have done and what you've accomplished and how you can help others and capitalize on any of that news that you can leverage, you're really doing a disservice to your own business and to the world because it's up to us to not only make our magic, but to market our magic. And the truth is publicity is golden because it's free and it gives you a third party endorsement and increases credibility. And I love the context that a press release provides, because if you can put something in the context of being news, then you can kind of, if you're somebody who has some concerns about writing about yourself, if you can think about, well, if I were a reporter, how would I would how would I report on this as news? Like what values it provide? Why is it interesting? Why is it unique? So it kind of creates a little bit of separation that I think for folks who aren't real comfortable with self-promotion for them to step into. It really does. And you you brought up a really great point about providing information that will be of interest to journalists because they're extremely busy. And the easier you can make their job by researching them and the topics that they want to cover and the media outlets that you want to be involved in, having that clear strategy and speaking directly to them and giving them content that they can create an interview or a media feature on is going to serve you in the long run and you're more likely to get exposure. That sounds about perfect to me uh, in terms of an opportunity. So I know you've got some really fantastic articles on uh, how to go ahead and, and write press releases and how to do that. And do you still have that press release wizard? I do. It's the free press release producer. And it's also on my website. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh folks, you know, super starters, you got to go get that. Go it's get so that. cool. It's, it's such a cool tool. And you know, <laughs> it's so that funny thing. that I don't do a lot of the PR work. Well, I do for some of my higher level retained clients, but I was using that as the entry point. I'll just call myself out on um, business structure for a moment. So I was using that as an entry point way back in the day. And people kept asking me, Lisa, why do you love press releases so much? They're boring. And I'm like, they're not boring because when I work with people, I pull out nuggets that they don't even read realize or news and illuminate their gifts and that that great transformation happens. But what I realized is 
the disservice in leading with the press release as my entry point was that people weren't really ready for them yet. They didn't have their website up and running. They didn't really have their platform secured, so to speak. So driving the media attention to a website that isn't quite ready would have been a disservice to them. So I had to switch it up a little bit. I still do some of that on the back end, but I don't lead with it because I want to make sure that people are truly ready for the exposure they can get when they leverage PR the right way. And that's where I want to come back around and saying, this is where the gold comes in, in working with someone, because when you work with mentors, experts, coaches, then that's going to accelerate. It's going to take a lot less time to get that done rather than trying to go through the learning curve of doing it yourself. And I know you and I have both been through that learning curve at one time or another and then went, why am I doing this? Why are not I getting help? And then things really start to move once you're outside of your own head and you get the support that you need. Okay, if you were just starting out today, Lisa, and you had your knowledge, but not the resources that you've developed over the years, what would be some of the first things that you would do some of the first actions you'd take to start something fresh today? Well, I like to have a really solid container for everything. So I believe because I do work still nationally and globally and I need to have that reach and influence, I would definitely invest in website presence. And the cool thing now is with the WordPress platforms, it can be less cost prohibitive. Of course, I, you know, being the self-proclaimed branding snob, invested in a top-notch firm to build mine from the ground up. But there's definitely do-it-yourself platforms, there's more affordable options. And I really think having that solid home and foundation, and I believe that your website is the online home to your business, that's where I would start. But that being said, if I were back you know, back in the day, just starting out, didn't have the resources to get the website up and running. I would leverage relationships with people and I would simply start having conversations and pick up the phone and go old school. It's all about the relationships. It's what we always, always come back to. It really is. You know, it's nice to be able to point people somewhere, but the bottom line is if my website blew up tomorrow and knock on wood, it doesn't, but I could still pick up the phone and contact my previous clients or my colleagues and book business. Exactly. And you can always, you know, you can accomplish more through two phone calls than through an email campaign with a lot of people on it many, many times. Oh, absolutely. Many, many times with a lot less effort and a lot less uh, expense for sure. So uh, I think that if people could over overcome their fear of the 500-pound phone, m- most businesses would grow a lot faster. You know, I often remind myself of how easy it is to just pick up the phone. And then I have to ask myself, why do I procrastinate so much? Yeah, it's, I think it's just habits that we've gotten so used to being in front of the computer that we kind of forget that the device we have isn't just for Facebook. It's true. (laughs) And you know, what's really interesting. I bet you're finding this too, is people are craving community hubs and smaller intimate group trainings where they can actually be in the presence of one another. Exactly. Well, and that's what Start Something is all about, to create that that hub, to bring people in. And I am absolutely thrilled to have you a part of our mentor team at Start Something and uh, contributing your articles and your expertise. And, and you're going to be joining us on the Backstage Pass, right? Yes, absolutely. 
All right, cool. So we are going to leave it here because I know that everyone here is now ready to go to your website and check out your articles as well as get that free press release generator that I absolutely adore. And Lisa, thank you so much for being here today. It's been absolutely delightful. Uh, Make sure you go to writeoncreative.com to get Lisa's information and fantastic resources. And then join us on the Backstage Pass to find out more about Lisa's Challenge Solution Invitation Formula for Marketing with Integrity. It's going to be absolutely fantastic to dive deep into that. And remember, you can find all the links, all the information, all the resources that we talked about today in the show notes at thestartsomethingshow.com. We'll see you next week. Start something with purpose. Start something with freedom. Start something now. Go to thestartsomethingshow.com, join our community of super starters, and get your perfect day planner pack, a free resource to help you create the life you've dreamed of living. Take action now, and we'll see you for our next exciting episode.